So have you ever got away for a weekend into a nice rustic wood cabin and really out in the woods overlooking the Mississippi River far from home and you're like, wow, this is going to be an amazing weekend and you're with your loved one, you know, your spouse and she's blowing her nose the entire time. What's that like, babe? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I should ask you. (laughs) (laughs) So this show is coming to you guys live from just that. We got away this weekend. So as my wife blows her nose again within the last 60 seconds, yep, she caught a cold, guys. We're sitting here pondering, why do people want to get away? I mean, you guys all remember the commercial, Want to Get Away, right? What was that, Southwest Airlines or? One of those. I can't remember. <laughs> Delta. Really, you must have stuck with me. Uh, just their tagline. Just the line. <laughs> They're like, it could be for any airline. It doesn't matter. But yeah, right. Is it the response to everyone like when you see that? Yeah. Like, where do we want to go? Why do we want to go? What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, where do we want to go? I don't know, anywhere other than here, I think, right? So it's playing on like the the natural human tendency to just escape the difficulties of everyday life or not even just the difficulties, maybe the the mundane, the normals stuff of life. Yeah, the normals. Yeah, because a lot of the normal is hard. So, you know, you go to work five, six, seven days, whatever. It's just hard. We call that normal. And it makes sense you want to escape it. But, you know, kids want to escape normal all the time, right? They want to go to grandma's because they get to have sugar or whatever the case is. They want something different, right? Something adventurous, fun, exciting, new, just something new, right? I used to be so bored as a kid. Maybe that's a personal problem. But, yeah, I always wanted something not normal. Why? Okay. Uh, I have, like, three thoughts in my head. Which one do I take? It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Um... Okay, why, I'm curious, why were you bored? It seems like you had, like, lots of things to do between sports and the big backyard. You had siblings. Yeah, friends coming over all the time, and we had so many sleepovers. I just Video games. I mean, literally, what was my problem? I had so many toys, like, overabundance, if you will. I just remember saying that for a long time, and Mom would say, don't say that, don't say that. I remember when I got, uh, I wanted them to buy a basketball hoop to install, like, in the driveway, right? I'm like, I promise I won't say I'm bored for whatever it was, a month or something. I remember a month. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A month. Thanks, son. There's this expensive basketball hoop. Um, but yeah, it's just to escape, right? But what do we think we're getting when we get away? Or what's the idea? Like a lot of times we can't get away. Sometimes we do. We get on vacation. But like, what is it? Like, it's almost like the grass is greener. Is it really that great when you get away? Yes and no. So I would say like people get like the excitement of like, oh, I can just go and not have to think about all these things, whatever, whatever. Or like they've been in the dead of winter. So they're like, oh, I get to go to someplace sunny and tropical. So it could be that, which actually would be delightful. You know, the dead of like winter, north of Chicago, like (laughs) you want to go somewhere sunny because it's been cloudy forever. Yeah, people do want to get away. They want to go see better weather. They want to go see friends or family. Or they want to, you know, maybe they've had this bucket um, list item that they're finally able to, like, visit after so many years of dreaming. But, you know, like, working in the park service and, like, seeing, like, I'm serving people on vacation day in and day out. 
like literally we would see thousands of visitors each summer and you know (laughs) not everyone on vacation is all that happy (laughs) you know what i mean like their car still breaks down they're still in the middle of nowhere with no cell phone service they're still hot and there are bugs and there's family members driving you crazy you know like there's all these things still or like you can't get the perfect like photo for instagram and the park ranger won't tell you where the perfect photo spot is <laughs> hashtags like, here last episode right exactly <laughs> uh. and it's like you know i just it made me really it caused me a lot of um you're jaded. You're jaded. jaded. You're jaded on vacations. I got, I got bitter from that experience because people were still upset because they still wanted what they wanted on demand instead of like taking experiences in life as it comes. And maybe if we did that in our day to day, just taking life in as it comes, maybe we wouldn't need to escape so much. Hmm. Like a lot of people in this country, as we know, and around the world don't budget well. So like some of them are probably stressed out cause they know they're just racking up the debt, but they want to be on vacation. Like everyone else gets to be on vacation. Right. And then if you don't enjoy the experience, I, I would imagine that's an added pressure, right? You go on vacation and, and one more thing you're worrying about besides fighting with whatever, whoever is <laughs> like, you still got bills. Even on vacation, you're still stressed. You know? Right. You still like pumping the gas every town that you get to. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my gosh, then I have to buy food and go out to dinner again. And everyone's eating like a horse, all my burgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, those like things that trigger us in daily life don't go away on vacation unless I would say you're like backpacking, <coughs> you know, Appalachian Trail or whatever, John Muir York Trail or whatever, and uh, and you literally are just a it's just you, nature, and your pack. I would say that's the only way that you're not going to deal with the day to day stuff, even on vacation. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. I mean, we don't want to. I want to come back to the idea like why why do we need to escape but you know yeah vacations can be great too <laughs> not knocking it we were talking earlier how sometimes you need to get away for a bit to like actually kind of come down from normal life the speed you know the craziness and like you know maybe it's day three and four where you start to finally absorb into the scene wherever you are like us in this log cabin right now um you start to really embrace it right and now you're like okay now we're on vacation you slow down and kind of almost yeah, that's where it's really beautiful, right? Can can get to that point. So you had mentioned the idea of maybe we don't need to escape, right? Is there a way to like embrace our current life in a different way where we don't really literally need to escape? Because a lot of times we actually can't get on vacation. We can't afford it or whatever it is. You got to work so much, you know. Yeah. Is there a way to maybe embrace the current day in some way that doesn't make us just completely crash all the time and always need like, a vacation just like we need every weekend <laughs> like friday you always need friday right what is that what do you think yeah i think of a few things i think um sometimes it's we have those stressors and we have those triggers because we're not managing our ourselves well we're not managing our time or we're not um, confronting issues and really learning how to like resolve those problems or working towards resolutions and harmony Um, so I think part of the reason we want to escape is because we've built a life where we're, we feel cornered in situations that we, um, should have instead, um, worked through, um, instead of letting them defeat us. So I, I think part of it is mismanagement. 
And I think part of it is like we are a busy culture and instead of saying no to things, um, we just overload ourselves and then to the point where we're just so fatigued where we feel like the only way to rest is to get away. You know, that's why we we look we we live for the weekend because the week is so overloaded too much. It's it's a it's a gluttony of busyness. Yeah. And, you know, I just I know, too, like when I when I have weekends, I need them more, too. So what I'm trying to say here is like sometimes there's like that light at the end of the tunnel. But if you never have that light, well, either you're going to go nuts. (laughs) But sometimes I've realized like when I was working tax season hours and really didn't have much, you know, I would take Sundays off. But, you know, just limited time, free time during the whole week, of course, basically no time. And I just noticed I could go stronger. Or before I was a teacher, you know, like now I have like, whatever, President's Day off or whatever it is, right? And it's like by the time those days roll around, all I need it, right? It's because I have it. But if I didn't have it and I didn't know different, like if I didn't have teacher summers, right, I would just keep working. So I think almost like you can create soft spots, you know, like where you become weaker because you see like a way out. But when there's no way out, you're just a rat in the race and you just keep going, right? Yeah, maybe you like you build your life around seeking the comfort rather than like just doing what you need to do. And so maybe like that makes me think like, okay, we are creatures of habit and we seek the easy way. So we're going to build habits in our life that make things easier, more convenient. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But to a point to where it's like, if we don't have the easy way, if we're not comfortable, then we got to get away from it. Right. Something's going to crash. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I agree. Like every, by Friday, you do need it. Um, I mean, you're looking forward to it. You need a breather. That makes sense that, you know, God knew what he was doing. He made the Sabbath, right? A day of rest. Um, We don't always use that day of rest too. So that can make us even more fatigued if people are running around and we all do it, right? (laughs) Or we've all been there. Maybe not everyone, but... If people are running around doing sports or whatever it is on a Sunday, you know, it's just like, where is the rest? And some of that's fun and whatnot, but you're still on the go, you know? Do we really rest? Do we really enter a rest? I don't really know, but. Yeah, it's important to rejuvenate and do things. If we're going to do things like they should be life-giving and not just busyness because we're, we're uncomfortable, we're allergic to um yeah, we're allergic to silence or stillness or whatever. Um, and I found, like, for myself, like, it took me a long time this past year to get used to, like, after school and all that stuff, after I graduated. And it took me a while to settle down again and not fill every niche and cranny of my schedule. And I was like, it took me several months to get used to that life of rest and just being okay with one job. I like I would see like help wanted signs and I'm like, oh, I should, you know, like my <laughs> alarm systems would go off. And I'm like, no, you don't need three jobs anymore. Stop trying to fill your time that you should be using to recuperate from all those hard years of work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. And every time you do see a, something like that, I'm like, hon, you can't even fit in a workout while making dinner you know like i'm like where are you gonna have another job right a reality check right like you're gonna fit that in but um yeah but i think the idea here is if we can't always get away or even if we do we still go nuts sometimes on vacations right and you know despite those great vacations which we love those times when they come it's hard to get on vacation so it'd be easier life would be better 
if I could just be happy before vacation happens, right? So a lot of people live for vacation or they live for the weekend, right? We all do this. Everyone feels this temptation and a lot of us give into it repeatedly. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> right? yes. I mean, and there's like a natural joy. Yes, Thursday comes. Okay, we're getting closer Friday. If you work on a normal Monday to Friday schedule, you know, and it's okay to be excited about the weekend. But if you're living for the weekend or you're living for vacation or something outside of work, well, A, maybe you don't like your job, right? But B, maybe, you, you know, your approach, our approach, our philosophy, whatever it is of to life is wrong. You know, like we shouldn't need to get away to finally be happy. Like here's the sad thing is like most of life is work and hardness and sacrifice and all these sufferings, right, that the human condition is in. Like there's so many different ways we suffer. It's unbelievable, right? And there's more coming in case anyone didn't know. <laughs> whatever that's going to be, your next sickness or whatever, right? Next broken arm or, hey, did you know you were going to die one day? Like, you know, we're all going to – I got to think like these Thanks things. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like this life, yeah. So, but if you can embrace now, like somehow – enjoy now i don't you know that's that's the question that man has always asked how can you be happy right i think is where i'm going here yeah but uh, ultimately we're going to come back to god right god has to fill that huge hole in your chest that you know a lot of times we try to fill if it's not a big screen tv it is vacation or it is literally saturday you know the weekend so yeah and it just reminds me of like especially as christians like we have to be careful and I spe- I'm speaking to myself too. Like, I just like, it's so important to keep mindful that the happiness that God gives is not the comfort that we seek. And when we're striving to make all these pieces of the puzzles of our lives fit together perfectly, um, we're not going to find our joy there. We are going to just be endless, endlessly like grasping at straws but really what the Lord promises us, <laughs> it's like, wow, Jesus, I feel duped. So like he promises us the cross. Awesome. When did I sign up for that deal? <laughs> like, right. But, <laughs> right? Um, he promised us that we have to suffer like the master. We should not expect to get out of it, um, you know, get off easy if our master didn't get off easy. Like, And that is something that I don't think we talk about as much as Christians, like in our daily, like either our own like interior conversation or with one another as Christians. I don't know if we like just really remind each other like or maybe we do. I don't know. I don't ever really talk about this with other people, but like, hey, you're not meant to be comfortable. You're not meant to have vacations really like in the sense of like just always going off in la la land right you're meant to live the cross and that is something that is really difficult to accept right yeah great point you know jesus literally said pick up your cross and follow me right or carry it and uh yeah i mean we do get those times of joy god grants us those seasons of joy those vacations every now and then but most of it literally is carrying the cross i mean You know, we're doing God's work. It's not done. If, you know, it's not like he just did this 2,000 years ago. We're still in the body right now, operating, trying to save more souls, get the word out, all these kind of things. And that is hard because you're, it's a spiritual warfare without a doubt, right? So you got the devil and his demons going against you and uh, making things not friendly. And then we just have our, like we talked about, our corrupted condition, you know, 
There's original sin, so our bodies are subject to decay, right? So there's a lot of suffering going on. It's a battle. I mean, war going on right now, right? Ukraine, Russia. I mean, it's, it's not happy times for a lot of things. And But how do you embrace it, right? Somehow the saints, you know, and I would say it didn't come easy to, <laughs> to many, but somehow they still find a way, right? Even in poverty, even in sickness, right? You just, there's so many examples out there and they find a way to almost... And I don't mean like in some silly philosophical or psychological way where they're just like, I don't care, dude, you know, like peace. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. It's not that. No, they know exactly what's going on. They're completely coherent. And yet they they are living not for this world, but they're more excited about the next, even as they give all they can to every day in this world. Right. So it's like, you know, St. Paul, <clears throat> if I, you know, if I stay or go, he almost was like indifferent. He's like, you know, I want to go clearly to God. But if I could stay because I could save some more souls down here, basically, you know, it's a bad paraphrase. But, like, that's what he's like, you know, I'm about that business right now. Like, I need to do this, right? And it's just like, yeah, keeping that your eyes on heaven, but giving it your all here and not being so dependent on something in this in this world for your happiness. Because when we are, we're let down continuously, like going to the National Park you're talking about, right? <laughs> or whatever it is. And we have those times of joy. But, like, you know. Like anything, if you live for this world, you're going to be disappointed. Now think of all the millionaires that are still depressed, right? So it's just like a saint finds the way to be free right here and now, whether they have all or none. Again, Paul, you know, I found, what were you saying today? You were saying, uh, I found how to be satisfied in all conditions, right? It's I forget which gospel, or sorry, which letter that's out of. But he's basically like, I've been broke. I've been in prison. I've been naked. I've been hungry, I've had, you know, food, blah, 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 and I found a way to basically be happy or satisfied in all conditions. Yeah, Yeah, totally, and it's just, like, it makes me think, okay, so when we do go on vacations, what are we seeking? Like, is it something very beautiful and pure where we're really seeking to... to reconnect with the family members that we don't really get to see that often because we're in school or at work, right? Um, so it's a time of of true brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever. I feel like that's a really good reason to go on vacation, just to spend time with each other. Or maybe you're going on a silent retreat or another type of retreat. You know, that's a good way to spend a vacation, I would say. Um, or you want to see something beautiful because, you know what, living in the suburbs, no offense, like sometimes we have to do that because that's where the jobs are. We have to provide for ourselves. We have, you know, like we have to provide for our families. Like sometimes that's just like the ne- the necessary duty. But you want to get away, in a sense, to find beauty that we were made to see, you know. And so uh, there's some things that are out of our control that make us stay in our current situation that... We do need to maybe not escape from, but we do need to um, necessarily just for the sake of escaping. But we do need to to reach out in other ways to fulfill those parts of our human uh, human existence and experiencing that we should already be experiencing. But, you know, with the development of suburbs and stuff, we can't experience nature. That's out of our control, you know, like. But I guess what I'm saying here is. There is a, a good, there are good reasons to go on vacation. There are good reasons to escape, but we shouldn't get away and go on vacation just because we can't handle life. How can we handle life? And how can we live the cross? And and it, like going back to what you're saying, how the saints did it, it's like, 
Yeah, so true. How did they endure suffering? Because it's not like suffering felt good to them because they were saints. Like, they experienced real sufferings, as you're saying. But it's almost like they just knew that was part of the territory. And so they they leaned into it because they knew what they knew what came after like they knew the resurrection they knew the glory and so they you just have to be really like i guess they're just so mission focused right i'm yeah. just going on and on sorry yeah i think they they realize the freedom in suffering right and the value of suffering and i think that just their wills were aligned with the lord and they wanted that his will above all things even if it includes suffering Whereas opposed to someone who's always trying to make happiness on earth, um, like literally make it their ultimate end, right? They're going to be disappointed over and over again. And that's just going to be unhappy times. Whereas the saint, like hard times come and like, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't want it. And it hurt. A lot of them are, you know, whatever. <laughs> Went through horrible suffering and then died. Martyrs, right? But like when you're aligned aligned with Christ and his will, you want that more than anything else like just like you'd want to take a bullet for your child if it came down to that situation like you are aligned to saving your child right it's like an you know, instant decision shoot me instead of them and that's like being aligned like and think of that and i guess the terms maybe of being aligned with god's will even when suffering comes yeah like freedom right exactly and i think of saint Teresa of Lisieux, like gosh she got to a point in her life where um she was happy and she desired to suffer for God. She desired, and I'm like, what are you, were you going mad? Like, mm. but she got to this point so much that she loved Christ so much that she wanted to suffer for him because she knew what it meant. And she wanted to offer that up as a gift of love for him. And her love for him was so strong. And that was the driving force of anything. And she was like, you know, and I, I think of her as like, man, she must have had so many consolations and she must have like felt the presence of Jesus all the time because she's so sweet and so kind and so humble and her writings are so pure. And she's just like the most beautiful, delicate flower, like in all the gardens, you know, and and she's, you know, she said, no, I don't feel his consolation all the time. I do have these dry spells in prayer but I'm willing to take that on for love of Jesus. I'm willing to take whatever he wants to give because I love him so much and I know he loves me and I'm just going to take whatever he gives and, and receive him whatever way he wants. And I'm like, wow. To get to that point of love, that's how they did it. They loved him more than anything else. So you're saying she didn't dream about the Bahamas. Well, baby, but <laughs> <laughs> but she at least uh, put that behind his yeah. will for her life of being in a cell instead of the great missionary that she wanted to be who traveled the earth. Right, right. Yeah, and a lot of us put the Bahamas before as well, I think. You know, like, I want, right? And I'm guilty of this as I sit here, you know, thinking like that. And, you know, St. Faustina, same thing, you know, I'm suffering. Um, she's like, I can offer this up for souls, right? And that made her suffering pleasing to her. She could just save a few more souls uh, or do any kind of good with that kind of prayer, that offering up. Yeah, it's so... A, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but, like, it's a beatitude. It's living the life of beatitude. The pure of heart will see God, and when they see that... When they see other people as God, then they're willing to, to suffer for them, I think, right? Um and I think that's where they inherit the kingdom. They inherit the kingdom because 
even on earth, they get a foretaste of that. They're inheriting the goodness of God because they're pure of heart and they're working towards the good of others and they're willing to suffer for them for the good of their souls and for their salvations. And that's that's how they're able to live that beatitude or blessedness or happiness that that Christ promises us. All right, so the challenge to us, I guess, as we sit here in this log cabin and the rain is beating off the metal roof, I guess it would be. So beautiful. I'm looking at this fake electric fire in front of us. <laughs> the glowing <laughs> logs are <laughs> nice. I haven't thrown a log all night, but she's going strong. Um, yeah, how do we take this back, right? I'm starting to feel pretty relaxed being here, and it's good. Vacation can be good. But when I'm back in the pits next week, day deep at work, you know, can I remember to try to embrace as well? It won't feel good. It won't always feel good. That's for sure. But I have to, I have to remember who my master is and I have to remember what he did. So I'm going to challenge myself to really try to, you know, keep that in mind when I'm not enjoying whatever's going on and there's struggle and there's suffering and, you know, you've ran through all the Kleenex in our house, and yeah, so. <laughs> and I just am the most beautiful state of uh, wivery <laughs> that you've ever seen. Did you just say wivery? Yeah, like I'm a, I'm your wife. Wife, wivery. Wivery. Is that a real thing? No. <laughs> the state of being a wife. I don't know what else to call it. It's all your wivery out there. <laughs> we hope you guys can find happiness. And uh, just embracing the cross even. And, yeah, I guess those times of joy do come. But uh, our committed will to the Lord is always going to outdo trying to find earthly happiness or chase it, you know, if it's not within his His plan for you in any time of the, at any time of life. Right. So if you're going through any suffering in particular or hardship, like hopefully this is an encouragement and a reminder that it's not in vain that the Lord's with you in all of it. He's gone through it before you. So that way you would know that you're not alone in it. And um, whether you're a mama picking up the 50 millionth, I don't know, Cheeto on the floor or <laughs> whatever it is, because your kids keep throwing them up or you're suffering with illness or, um, you know, grieving the loss of a loved one, like your suffering is not in vain. It is not wasted if you give it to the Lord and he promises to take those desert moments in life and make a beautiful oasis. And so hopefully that's what you're getting from this podcast today. Know that we're praying for you all. We love you. And we're walking right there with you. So you're not alone in that regard either. All right. Well, I'm going to take my wivery and we're going to call it a call quits tonight. <laughs> all right. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>